It's the Hive Sports Podcast, bringing you all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State. Visit us at thehivesports.com. Against Gobert, puts his shoulder down, rolls inside, try to slam it home, and Rudy said, not tonight! John Beck is on the run, he throws behind him, it is, cut for the touchdown! Merrill for the lead, he's got it! Hello and welcome back to the Hive Sports Podcasting Network's coverage of Real Salt Lake here at RSL Sundays. I am your host, Alex, and I'm going to bring you another episode of RSL News. First, we're going to start it off with a Monarchs Minute, where I try to catch you up on Monarchs news as quickly and as succinctly as possible. Over the last week, the Monarchs lost 3-1 to El Paso Locomotive and then lost 3-0 to Rio Grande Valley. Can't say there were any real standout performances in either of these matchups. The Monarchs were pretty thoroughly outgunned in both cases, but Jaison Ramirez continues to get valuable minutes for the club, and that is important as he is one of the highest paid players on the RSL roster. So seeing him get minutes and seeing him compete is a very good thing for RSL fans. Charles Weehan, the young 22-year-old winger out of Stanford, scored the lone goal in the 3-1 loss to El Paso, and he continues to look good this year. He's a bright spot in the attack. On the opposite side, uh, Jaziel Orozco, the 17-year-old center back who was recently selected to train with the Mexican national team, returned to the starting 11 in both of these games and showed well. He was subbed out early in the first, or not early, but he was subbed out in the first and then returned to the starting 11 the second matchup, and he played really well. He's one of the bright spots on this Monarchs roster, and I think fans should continue to look to him to keep an, uh, at least keep an eye on him to see how he develops as a player and if we can ever see him at the starting 11 uh, for Real Salt Lake. He's only 17 years old now, so it's pretty possible that he can play his way into that role. We'll definitely need his depth uh, as we are already kind of slim at center back with Tony Datkovich coming in injured, but he seems to himself to be regaining fitness, and so hopefully we are deeper at center back than we were in years past. So that is your Monarchs news very quickly, and now we are on to the LA Galaxy recap. It was This was our Wednesday match for the week, in which we lost 1-0 on the road in LA to the Galaxy. The lone goal came from Efrain Alvarez from a very tight angle, and on first glance, Alvarez looked to be well offside, and all of RSL Twitter saw that, but further replays would indicate that he was held onside by defender Eric Holt. Eric Holt continues to be a valuable depth for the team, but he is no nowhere near starting caliber, I think, that we would the starting caliber that we would like to see at center back for our team. I think we've given up a lot of easy goals, and I think this was another example of that, and I think that a smarter defender sees the line that we were trying to hold and maybe takes a step forward. Hopefully Justin Glad can be back into the lineup as soon as possible because he was uh, sorely missed in this game. His calming presence in the back... Being able to play out through lines was uh, very badly missed, and I think a lot of our failure to build up through the midfield was perhaps due to that absence. So we'll look to see if he can make it back into the into the starting lineup. Uh, other than that, it was a lot of the same for RSL in this game, as we squandered opportunities on the offensive side that we created, and one momentary lapse in defensive concentration would go on to cost us the goal and uh, the result. I think it's something that we've seen all season that we can create chances, but we're not really putting them away, at least at the pace that we need to be to be a playoff team. We're hovering right around that playoff line at this time. And to get over that hump, I truly believe that we need to see a guy emerge from our lineup that can score a goal in tight situations, in very contested matchups, in very close games. We don't seem to have a guy with that killer instinct. If we did, it would probably be Demir Krylak, who we'll get to later, who might be getting an award for those uh, <laughs> intangible 
instincts that he has, but we'll have to see. We'll have to see if he can emerge into a more offensive threat as the year goes on. Uh, Jonathan Menendez continues to look promising, but he did struggle to create many concrete chances in this game, along with uh, Anderson Julio, who played opposite him on the other wing. Those two did not look entirely comfortable uh, as like a team unit. Perhaps individually, they looked better than they did and as cogs in the machine. But I still, you know, I'm holding out hope for both those guys. It's very, very early in Menendez's case. I think he's only played a handful of matches. And Anderson Julio is coming off kind of a sore bit of performances. He hasn't been in the starting 11 like we would normally expect after the hot start to the year that he had. And so I'm very curious to see how he comes throughout the rest of the season, what he kind of develops into, how he makes himself a true starter in the game and for the team. Because for the past month and a half, he has been you know, a spark off the bench and he's not been fantastic in that role. He provides opportunities and speed, but his link up play and his defensive capabilities have not seemed to justify a starting spot as of late, but early in the year he was great. So hopefully he can find his way back to that uh, form that he was in. This was the first time uh, all season we really saw a prolonged game and stretch without Demir Krylak in the midfield and it did not look good. Uh, We, we had good moments, and Albert had good passing stats, but he did not look to create anything substantial through the run of play throughout the whole course of the game. I think Dami was sorely missed. Uh, I think we would be, I think it's you know probably safe to say that he was out just for minute management. He's played a lot of minutes this season in a lot of games and a lot of different positions, and it was fine to see him on the bench. But in a, in a you know a big game in the Western Conference on the road, it would have been nice to have perhaps seen him more and in more uh, impactful minutes. Uh, It feels like we have really good options off the bench every week, and it feels like we're actually a really healthy team, all things considered. But week to week, we see our bench bench options fail to deliver. It doesn't feel like we have someone, as I've alluded to earlier, who can come off the bench and immediately give us a goal or give us an impact or give us a spark that we need to go and find a result. Rubio Rubin doesn't seem to be that guy. Bobby Wood definitely doesn't seem to be that guy. I think you could throw in names like Anderson Julio and Jonathan Menendez who are brought in to be that guy and who we've seen at times, in Anderson's case, perhaps be that guy. But on a consistent basis, I don't know that we have someone that we can turn to to come off the bench and give us what we need offensively in a tight matchup. And I think that is something that we've been tried to be tried to fill at this club for a really long time. And it's something that we haven't really had the luxury of. And perhaps that comes down to coaching and perhaps we do have that guy and he's just not being put in positions to succeed, which is very possible. And the fact that we see late subs very, very often could allude to the fact that he is there, the guy is there, but he's just not getting on the field. So perhaps it's on Freddie and perhaps it's not. Who knows? Either way, we need to find a way to come up with goals off the bench and goals from our starting forwards. Other than that, in this matchup, there's really not a whole lot. Zach McMath was good. He had some decent saves. He had a good point blank save. But I think he's a valuable backup and nothing more. I, I, you know, I know Ocho is injured and we're all excited to see him back. Uh, so hopefully that happens sooner rather than later. All in all, though, we created decent chances, most coming late in the game. Uh, we had a total of 15 shots with four on target, but failed to generate a goal. We continue to need to be more lethal in attack, and I'm not sure where these goals are going to come from. Uh, but Bobby Wood has looked bright in short bursts, and we're going to need more from him, certainly. Uh, with the high price we paid for him, in salary, we're going to need him to be much more of a difference maker on a, on a team and a roster that can't go out and sign a designated player. We're going to really need to hit on our TAM signings, and he's one of those guys. 
So we definitely need to see more out of him. Uh, but that's the LA match. A disappointing 1-0 uh, loss on the road. Western Conference game, big implications for the playoffs. Really hoping we can turn this thing around. We've got, luckily this season, every time you lose, you've got a game right around the corner. And that is also the case here. But another club news, uh, Demir Krylak is an MLS All-Star. He'll represent RSL at the All-Star game in California against uh, the Liga MX All-Stars. August 25th, uh, the team put out a fantastic video announcing this. Uh, If you haven't seen it, it's really nice. Go see RSL's Instagram, I believe is where it was posted. Uh, Albert Rusnak is uh, introducing the team to a video session, and he kind of jokes that somebody's leaving the the club, and then we find out that it's just for a couple days to go to the All-Star game. It's a great video, and it is actually, you know, pretty good leadership from Albert in that moment. It's cool to see him in that, see what a captain does kind of behind the scenes a little bit. So definitely go check out that video and definitely appreciate the fact that Demir Krylak is named an MLS All-Star because a lot of times I think when our guys do enough to deserve these achievements, we don't always see that they get the recognition that they have garnered through their hard work or at least that we think they should have garnered. So it's nice to see him get that national attention that he definitely deserves. I think this is the first time we've had an All-Star since 2019 when Nick Raimondo was named to the team. Uh, But he was more so named as a Lifetime Achievement Award, perhaps, than uh, his performance that single year. So it's cool to see a guy playing well for RSL, scoring lots of goals, getting assists, and getting the national recognition that uh, we all want to see rewarded. Uh, and I think it's going to be a really fun game against the Liga MX All-Stars. I'm super excited for that new All-Star format for the league. I think it's better than just bringing in some big European club that we now see in friendlies all over all the time anyway. So it's kind of something new, and we see those relationships between MLS and Liga MX continue to strengthen. And I think this is you know a little off topic, but I think somewhere in maybe 10 to 15 years, we see a league merger perhaps. So who knows? But after that, uh, we've got a Monarchs Minute that we've done. We've got a LA Galaxy recap that we've got, and we've done some club news, and I think that's a good first half of this podcast. So now I'm going to throw it over to Ethan, and he'll catch us up on the Portland Timbers matchup. Thanks, Alex. Appreciate it. Nice recap um, on that LA Galaxy game. Uh, obviously, a tough result to swallow, um, but also bringing up that Demir Krylock news that you talked about and uh, him being an all-star, um, as media, we got the opportunity this week to uh, speak with Demir and uh, with Freddie, um, talking about Demir Krylock's selection to the uh, MLS All-Star Game this year. And uh, every time a question was asked to Demir, uh, the first thing that came out of his mouth was just, thank you. I'm, I'm very grateful. First of all, I want to say I'm grateful to um, to the players and to the coaching staff and continued to reiterate that he would not have been selected to the all-star game had it not been for his teammates Um, gives a lot of praise to his teammates a very very humble guy Uh, something that you love to see from one of the stars on the team Um, also coach freddy juarez talked about demir kralock and says that uh, just immediately um, when when asked um, how how he felt specifically towards kralock selection immediately he uh, just all praise said uh, 100% deserves it, completely deserves to be in this spot. Um, and so very, very happy for Demir Krylock and that selection. Um, near the end of our interview uh, process, I was able to uh, ask him as well, specifically, how is he feeling towards the selection and how will uh, the experience be for him? And he said, 
Obviously, it feels great right now, but he feels like it won't completely register for him until he is out there on the field playing with other guys, the likes of Nani, with Chicharito, with some of the people who in the MLS right now are the perennial all-stars and are global talent and known around the world. And he said that for him, that's going to be something that's massive for his career and just the the experience of being there with them. Um, Obviously, we're projecting the MLS all-stars to beat the Liga MX all-stars. And Dummy is quite confident about that as well. So uh, after talking about kind of these recaps today, We're going to also jump into the Portland Timbers recap. Uh, Very frustrating game this weekend. Uh, Obviously, the loss is pretty devastating. In a game where Real Salt Lake really dominated pretty thoroughly throughout. Um, I'd like to start at the beginning, kind of mentioning and talking about uh, the the rough start that we had. Uh, Tony Dakovich, first MLS start, Real Salt Lake player playing center back, gets in there, wants to make the first uh, a good first impression, and played pretty well for the most part throughout this game. Unfortunately, the one mistake in the beginning, jumping up for the header, and as he jumps up, his arm flies up, hits the ball, and it bounces out. VAR takes a look at it, gives the penalty to Portland. Portland, Dayron Asperilla for Portland Timbers, puts it past McMath to go up 1-0. So a very unlucky, unfortunate goal to start out there. And then after that, it just gets worse. Portland comes down, gets another goal, goes up 2-0. This one was from Yimi Chara. It was a bit of a, a, a ball into the box on the ground and a bit of a backheel pass from Darren Asperilla. Left Justin Glad and the defenders uh, without any place to go anywhere to defend Yimi Chara. Yimi Chara had a perfect wide open shot, curled it into the upper near post, into the goal down 2-0. So it wasn't looking great for Real Salt Lake. However, Albert Rusnak gets the assist, or gets the goal, I should say. The assist came from Jonathan Menendez in this one, with a nice pass to Albert and a good near post strike to put RSL down just 2-1. to one. So really gave us hope. Uh, me personally, I was feeling like, okay, we're getting back into it. We're going to get maybe another goal here, have a chance to go up. But then Portland ruins it again. This time it was Felipe Mora with a fantastic ball into the box. Uh, good control from Mora and a very good shot on the turnaround as well. Uh, got it past McMath and Portland went up 3-1. At that point, we were pretty worried. But Demir Krylock comes back, salvages another goal for us. And then we were down 3-2 and then let the chances roll. There were three, four, maybe even five chances at the very end of that game in the last 10 minutes or so where I really felt like Real Salt Lake could have gotten a goal. Very unlucky to not have done so. And so it was a very frustrating game, RSL losing 3-2-2. Speaking of the play in this game, Zach McMath had a very frustrating game, I felt like. Um, showed his true colors. I've never been a huge fan of McMath, and as Alex has mentioned as well, Deservedly so is a very good backup in this league at best um, on a good day, I should say. Today, he didn't look super great, uh, really struggled. There were a couple of times, a couple of shots that obviously went in that uh, he might have possibly been able to get to. Uh, Just a little frustrating from McMath. We're hoping that Ochoa can get better soon, get back into the starting lineup. Um, Also, another player getting the start, like we had talked about, 
Jonathan Menendez, our designated player, finally getting some starts under the belt. It's really good to see him playing in these games. Uh, played pretty well, but uh, did have a foul early and got a yellow card, which did make him a little more cautious throughout the rest of the game. Um, speaking of yellow cards, my goodness, did we not just feel like that was a yellow card fest tonight? I felt like the referee had to have been like a yellow card Oprah tonight, just handing out yellow cards like it was absolute candy on Halloween. Um, absolutely ridiculous. Um, pretty inconsistent calls as well from the referee. Um, I, I, I probably blame referees a little too much sometimes for when things go bad. Um, sometimes it's obviously a little deserved. What do you think, Real Salt Lake Nation? Do you tend to agree with me on this one? Do you feel like the the referees kind of blew the game for us here? Well, let us know what you think, the hype sports. But um, really a, a frustrating game uh, with so many yellow cards getting called on us, uh, so many fouls. Uh, but I also felt like, too, Real Salt Lake did struggle a little bit in the beginning. It felt like we were just trying to foul. We kept stabbing in, kept cleating players and uh because of that a lot of fouls in the beginning uh, i was trying to figure out if we really were trying to look for the ball or just trying to physically foul the players um but so that was a little rough to see rubio rubin really disappointed not a lot of opportunities he did have one chance near the very end of the game where it was just he and the goalkeeper but a defender was able to slide in from way behind and kick the ball out of bounds stopping Rubio Rubin from tying the game. Albert Rusnak, obviously, we talked about the goal. Had a pretty good game. He's the leader for this team. And in the post-game press conference, he said, it is very frustrating at this point. We're at the midpoint part of the season. And he mentioned how he felt like the team dominated this game. Other than the first 30 minutes where they had a couple of lapses here and there, he said, felt like the guys really got on well. We had a very good game, a lot of success. We were the more dominant team. Um, when Rusnak was also asked as well about the play from Jonathan Menendez, he says it brings a lot of energy, a lot of uh, a lot of space to the team as well. And so Jonathan Menendez getting in there had a fantastic assist on Rusnak's goal. Menendez playing a little bit better each and every time. I hope this guy gets some more minutes going forward and becomes one of the permanent starters. Pretty quiet game from Pablo Ruiz. Um, speaking of Rusnak for this next game against Austin FC, Rusnak did say that this next game is going to be a must win for the team and Real Salt Lake. Obviously this was not a pre-prepared statement. Freddy Juarez was not aware that, that, uh, Albert Rusnak had made those comments, but, um, Albert Rusnak saying that just means the mentality going into this next game. Austin are one of the lower teams in the standings right now. Um, so, Real Salt Lake's going to be looking to get ahead in this next game against Austin FC. They need a win. They're going to be fighting for it. They're going to be hungry for it. You know they're going to come out with some fire. Pablo Ruiz, little uh, little quiet in this game, pretty invisible. But I did think that um, Everton Luis played really well. He was everywhere around the field, as he always is, very quick. A lot of retaining the ball. Uh, Demir Krylock obviously had his goal. And uh, good movement as well up top. Would have liked to have seen a couple more opportunities. Uh, a little more, uh, obviously a couple more finishes from Crylock. Aaron Herrera 
played pretty well in this game, but again, same kind of thing. He was pretty quiet, not getting forward as much in this one. Tony Dakovic held it down in the back. Obviously, there were a couple of mistakes and errors, um, and Marcelo Silva simply just getting rest at this point as head coach Freddie Juarez has talked a lot about switching out the players and getting fresh legs in and keeping everybody uh, light on their feet. Justin Glad. Early yellow card probably made him a little more cautious heading into the rest of the game, but played pretty well overall. Zach McMath talked about the struggles, hoping for Ochoa back pretty soon. And last but not very least, Donnie Toya played a pretty decent game as well, but same as Aaron Herrera really struggled to get forward. In the postgame presser as well, head coach Freddy Juarez talked about how Something that he has learned about this team is that they are fighters. The courage, the determination that they have is unrivaled. And they will continue to implement that for the rest of the season. He let us know as press and media that they, as a team, really wanted to achieve 25 or more points in the table at this point in the midseason. Unfortunately, right now, they are currently at 21 points. And let us know that going forward, they will be trying to get 25 points plus for the rest of this season, hopefully stay competitive in that playoff race against some of the other teams in the West. Damir Krylock obviously voiced his frustration, talked about how frustrating this game was and how they're going to be moving on to the next game in Austin FC. Previewing that match, obviously I had talked about how Austin FC is one of the lower ranked teams in the standings right now in the MLS. It's a very, very winnable matchup. We're coming back home. We've had a full week's rest I fully expect Real Salt Lake to get the full three points in this game here. We should also have a compliment of Marcelo Silva and Justin Glad in the back, as well as a Tony Dakovich and Eric Holt if needed. Um, some guys that we could throw in at the very end of the game to hopefully preserve the, uh, the win. So thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of the Real Salt Lake podcast here at the Hive Sports. Uh, we... Alex and I will both uh, be continuing to update you all on all things Real Salt Lake, and we will talk to you all later. See ya. TheHiveSports.com has all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State, covering prep, college, pro, and church sports. No way, really? Okay, maybe not that last one. If you want to stay in the know about all things Jazz, Cougars, Aggies, and Utes, then this is the site for you. TheHiveSports.com. We may even feature your high school. So check us out today at TheHiveSports.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Check out TheHiveSports.com because we got the buzz.